These are the kinds of days that we all like. These are the days we can cope. Albeit I do like those blistering hot temperatures. I do. I just do because we, <laughs> we're going to lose them soon. But, you know, every, every year we get the same headlines warning us about the dangers of heat. You know, how to stay cool, stay indoors. You get these reporters putting eggs on the sidewalk. How hot is the sidewalk? Too hot? You can cook an egg. You know, I did that story a lot. You know, but what do you do? And there was always the element of the story where you had to go and talk to the guys uh, either roofing, about road construction, uh, bail, hang bails or paying. I mean, there's some really tough outside jobs that have to be done in construction and that. Um, And where do they get protection? I mean, there are no rules in place to establish maximum temperature limits for outdoor workplaces in Ontario, but critics uh, say that the laws on the books now just are too dated. And now that we're seeing some huge swings in temperature, they say we got to change it. You got to protect the people outside from Mother Nature. But do we really need legislation for this? Let's bring in Thomas Tenkate. He's the director of Ryerson School of Occupational and Public Health. And Thomas, I suspect that you have been challenged once or two times in your life to uh, work in these kinds of conditions. Yes, Alex, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, definitely I uh, I chose to sort of be an indoor worker because I, I uh, didn't like working outside in uh, hot temperatures. I come from Australia and it's, uh, you know, sweltering hot out there and it's uh, just... Uh, Difficult to work, and uh, you know it. Uh, yes, it's, it's a difficult environment to work in uh, when when the heat and humidity are up very high. And, and the heat, we always get heat waves in certainly in the province of Ontario. That is not new, but some days are are much hotter than others, and we are seeing you know swings in the in the in the uh, in the temperatures and, and uh, weather. So, is it? Do you think in your mind, and given what you do in teaching others uh, who want to go into outdoor jobs or, or tough trades jobs? Do we need to make new rules? Well, yeah, definitely. There's there's the issue in regard to the legislation where the, the outdoor workers are covered under the what we'd call the general duty clause. What means that employers need to understand the hazards that their work, workers work in and then implement appropriate control measures for that. But because it's sort of this general clause and it's not specific and it doesn't say you must protect your workers against, you know, getting heat stroke, then often employers sort of don't take it as seriously. And so so there's a, there's a good reason why it's sort of under that general duty clause, but it also gets missed because it's not specific enough. It's interesting. I'm surprised because a lot of these outdoor jobs um, either are part of the uh, trades unions, private or public sector unions, and I'm surprised it has not been demanded that there's some kind of protocol put into place. Yeah, de- well, definitely for, for unionised environments, uh, work, work, unionised workplaces, they they can or often put it in through their collective agreement. Uh, but it's it's uh, but from a legislative perspective, it, it it does have the same it has the same uh, sort of force in regard to the fact that workplaces with outdoor workers should recognise that that the sun and hot conditions are a hazard that their workers work in, and so then should implement appropriate assessment and control measures and 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 so that means that under their and so they're under the say ontario and uh, other provincial legislation they're required to have a occupational health and safety program that lists all the hazards that they face and and what what they're doing to protect their workers but it uh, doesn't seem to sort of have the same level of uh sort of recognition versus 
you know, very specific mm-hmm. clauses that require it. Well, so, you know, it's it's not generally, uh, Thomas, until something happens, a tragedy happens and the headlines are caught and people say, well, how did this happen? Well, obviously they got too hot and they overheated and something happened and that's when we generally react but is there any data uh, to your knowledge or research on productivity levels in the heat uh, you know as to how the impact of the hot weather on on what workers can get done well definitely there there is uh, you know a clear clear uh, correlation between you know how hot it is and and we normally talk about uh, the uh, using a term called humidex what is a combination of the air temperature and humidity combined uh, because as, as it gets more humid it ramps up the uh, the the lack of your body to cope with heat and so so there, there's definitely a correlation between how much people can work and how high the humidex goes uh, and and uh, we see that uh, through the actual guide there's a range of guidelines available and the, and even starting at a humidex of 30, what is, you know, you could say, you know, today was well over 30. They're actually saying you should start to implement measures that are progressively changing the work practices. And so basically once you're in the high 30s, what, you know, sort of might be air temperature, low 30s, then with humidity, then you actually have to start changing or implementing something called a work rest cycle where, you, you know, every 15 minutes, people have a have mm-hmm. a rest. They have some water, then they have a so they have a you know, and then they get back to work. And and so so it's this aspect of as as the temperature and and humidity increases, this aspect of you the amount of work you should be doing or allowed to do decreases. You know, in, in this cycle. Yeah, and, and the bottom line is, um, you know, I think a lot of people will say, well, if we make the rules, then people will just kind of take advantage of them and just be leaving work en masse. To me, this is a common sense issue that uh, it can likely be solved if people just kind of use their heads. But again, um, you know, it's whether or not there is common sense out there. Well, well, yeah, definitely. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, one of the things that we would sort of say is that, you know, each workplace uh, is, is, Different. It has its own unique situations. Like you, you mentioned, sort of roofers and people who work on on uh, you know in construction and on the roads. You know that's sort of different to people who might work at you know lifeguards or or uh, you know grounds people. So so every workplace needs to sort of have that uh, understanding of who are their workers, what sort of work they're doing, you know their locations. Uh, you know even within a Toronto, you can have do quite different. Uh, Humidex values because yeah. of you know, the locations and the geography, and so so there's so what we'd say is a workplace should really take this seriously uh, and have a plan in place to to uh, when you know when the temperature get, gets into the you know the early to mid 30s 30 Celsius what and and so the humidex is getting up into the high 30s and more they should be uh, triggering these uh, response plans that that that's and that really tells the workers, you know, we 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 we, uh, we value you, we value your safety. We've got your back. We're putting in place putting in place processes to make sure that you're safe at what you do. Well, we'll uh, continue watching this, but uh, eventually it will be an issue that gets picked up because uh, the temperature is just going to keep fluctuating. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. That's uh, Thomas Tenkate joining us on point on Global News Radio.